Hey everybody, you're listening to the Dice Haven Actual Play Podcast. Visit patreon.com forward slash dicehaven to learn more about our show and access any bonus content. Hey everybody, welcome back to our Dice Haven Actual Play Podcast for The Traveler. We're set in the third Imperium. I'm Mason, the GM for the game. I'm Stan, I play uh, Jadis, a Terran. I'm Bailey, and I'm playing Tassan, a computer specialist. I'm John. I'm playing Kane, who's a retired Terran Naval Admiral. And I'm Chris. I play Ruben, a Harkoon ex-Navy officer. I don't know how that time. I was waiting for the how. So, <laughs> so we are, I don't know if I said it, this is episode three. So as a quick recap for episode two, the ship had crash landed at the beginning, as per end of episode one. The players discovered that the ship had broken in two. Through some clever uses of flare guns and communication work, they managed to triangulate each other's positions. Working to come together, they found a couple of barely functioning cryopods for the low berth kind of thing, and were determined that they could possibly be saved, but they're busted up, so they're going to need some help. Finding on the ship's manifest a surgeon, which was not located among the crew they know are alive, that being six people from state... Keith Narwin. Keith Narwin. He's the surgeon. Okay. PhD. Keith Narwin, PhD. So the question then became, well, where is he? Is he among the dead or the living? And then our Admiral Kane remembered there was a ship's boat, and we think we saw a glimpse of it leaving before we crashed, and then began to prep to contact them. So, Admiral Kane, you've got this idea. You have a communication unit. You have no idea where they are. Yep, exactly. So I want to I want to just get on. I've got six comms. Jadis has three. I've got three. Let's set them on different frequencies and mm-hmm. just set them on the ground. I'm just going to say, this is this is the survivors of the Tenderfoot. We are trying to locate the ship's boat from the Tenderfoot. We are attempting to contact Captain Malin. I repeat, these are the survivors of the Tenderfoot. We are attempting to contact Captain Malin. And then what we'll do is every 30 seconds, I'll continue to repeat that. And then we'll change the sequence by one on all six comm devices. Mm-hmm. And we'll just slowly work through all the bands over like a you know, 10-minute period. And we'll, I'm just going to continue while we're waiting on them to show up. Because Ruben was going to bring some people back from the ship after he had searched. Sounds Correct. good. Awesome. So make a uh, N electronic, because that starts with a vowel. So N electronics comms check. Mm-hmm. And I rolled awesome. That means bad. I'm looking at a three on the dice. I got a hey, total hey, net of a five. Hey, this is Tassan. We got, we got eight survivors here. Uh, came Admiral, Mr. Admiral came. We got, this is Tassan. Yeah. We're some more survivors here. Uh, there's eight of us. Hey, all get together. off the channel, Tassan. Yeah, we're trying yeah. to contact the ship's boat. Oh, 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 oh. I didn't get that. I'm so sorry. I mean, I could help with that. I mean, I got my, my communicator, and um, I got my computer hooked up to here, and my hey, HUD. Tassan, and, yeah, actually, yeah. Actually, came. now that you mentioned that. Yeah. Um, if you've got your computer and you know any of the ship's boat frequencies or can look them up somehow, yeah, that'd certainly be great. can. I'll be glad to. Yeah, thanks, Admiral Kane. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, we got eight here. I don't know if you counted that one. We got survivors. You've got two. Yes, that's right. You do right. have eight. Yep. There. Good yep. job, Tassan. Thanks. Thanks. I go over to thirteen. Ruben, are you still there? I'm just getting ready to go in the hole. What's up? Okay, nothing. We're good. I'm gonna let Tassan try and contact the ship's boat. This could be a major. Tassan's still problem. talking. He is. He's actually talking kind of a little slower. Did he ever faster. stop talking? Uh, see, That's the real the question. question is, did he ever stop talking? <laughs> All right, you're the Tassan handler while I'm in the, in the hall. <laughs> actually, okay, fine. So, Admiral, yeah. So, uh, well, uh, 
How, how many people y'all have it down there? Because we have eight, and I was going to keep a record here with the ship's manifest. And if you could get their names, I could, uh, you know, just kind of check them off, create like a spreadsheet. And so, yeah, that'd be great, don't you think? Yeah, that's actually an excellent idea. Okay, so great. We've got Jadis. I'll call it Survivors. That's the name of the spreadsheet. That's great. <laughs> we've got Jadis. <laughs> we have Jadis Gant. We have Admiral um, Kane. Right, awesome. right. And then we've got uh, Ruben Glazer. Yep, we've got yep. three. He's a harpoon. That is correct. He is hard. <laughs> yeah, he's the one. We have yeah. three low bursts that actually have serial numbers, and I give you oh, the serial okay. numbers, and these are yep. passengers that have not yet been revived. Okay, so they're. I, oh, I got to make a different spreadsheet for not survive or maybe survivors. How about just make a different status? Oh, that's Instead a good a brand idea. New yeah. spreadsheet. That'd yeah. be good. Maybe a database at this point because I mean, seems excessive. <laughs> um, and then we have eight low birth passengers. And I give you the serial numbers uh, that these people we believe have, are have passed away. Okay. Yeah, I'll start working on the database now, and, and and getting a hold of the ship's boat. Yeah, that was that's maybe more important Focus than on the, the database. Boat. Yeah, yeah. The, the spreadsheet yeah, yeah. you can do later. Okay. Focus. <laughs> <laughs> this is the voice of God from Jadis. <laughs> Does that come over the uh, calm? Yeah, yeah, it does. I, I just lean over uh, Admiral Kane and say, like, Focus. Those spin word orthodox. Exactly. <laughs> Rimward. 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 The, uh, the schismatic um, spin word orthodox. Was there a the moment where the, where the two orthodox, the spin word and rimward, uh, excommunicated one another? There's a con. Uh, there was, but uh, the discussion of this historical event often leads to disagreements and arguments, so we will not mm, go orthodox there. Orthodox convention. <laughs> um, okay. All right, so I'll start working on um, yes. trying to find the frequencies that the shipboat might be listening to. So I'm going to skip over to Ruben, going into the hole, the, the primary hole, yes. while you're tinkering with the stuff, and then we'll come back to Tassan. So Ruben, you crawl in, and... I'm being mindful of the balance issue, but I recall you uh, that we said that once the bulk of the people were at one end, it, it kind of stabilized a bit, so... yes. Wherever I go, I'm going to try to be mindful of it, but I'm hoping that it's kind of just my weight alone won't uh, tip anything. Well, um, do you have any engineering skills by chance? Yes. If you want to roll engineering and education or intelligence, I'll let you pick. Okay. Engineering and either one. It doesn't matter. Education. What you're doing here is you are using your knowledge of engineering, which mathematics and geometry and whatnot, to assess the stability of the ship. I rolled six plus one for education is seven. Okay. You think it looks pretty okay, and you you personally feel comfortable going in. Then I'm going in. All right. Do I have a light source? Yeah, you can get a a flashlight. Okay. Yeah, you got one. So I will go in and do a sweep of the rooms that I can see and get into that... um, I know I'm looking for my crossbow in my personal room, and I know I'm looking for Jadis's and Kane's uh, weapons that they had in the weapons locker. And those would be in the all those weapons were stored in the cargo bay, which is a part of this main hole. Okay. So you'd go down the cargo bay. Um, so I'm not going to make you do a whole bunch of rolls because I don't really feel like that would add anything. Mm-hmm. So you do, but you do take a lot of time. Yes. Because you're being careful, you're being methodical, and so you're going through stuff. Do you want to start in the stateroom, or do you want to start in the or stateroom area, or do you want to start in the cargo bay? Um, starting in stateroom area, then going to cargo bay, and then finishing up in, well, I don't know if, it, if there's other rooms, but going to engineering and checking out to see if, um, uh, I know it was dark there, and I, I remember he had a medical kit now that we've settled down a bit and just trying to get um, just whatever supplies we can possibly get. Okay, so I'm just going to say that's a time 
thing and not a mechanic thing. Okay. Um, because what on a meta level, what you're looking for is the gear you guys bought at the start of the game, basically. Correct. And I'm, you're going to find it. Okay. It's just going to take some time. So, sorry, that wasn't more exciting. <laughs> <laughs> so you're searching around there. It's just you, the only surviving member of the crew, as far as you're concerned. Okay. Hassan. Right. Yeah. Exactly. You were <clears> fiddling with this stuff. You have already gotten into the manifest, mm-hmm. so you pretty easily get over to find the internal comm signals and stuff for okay. the ship's boat and whatnot. And so you're able to relay that over to Admiral Kane if you wish. Okay. <clears throat> what, what you Desan- do in your state of shock is up to you. But. Yeah. Uh, what Tassan will probably do is uh, he'll create like a wave file, right? So he can just like play it over all the channels. Right, and to see if anybody picks up on it, right? So that way he doesn't have to like keep, he doesn't have to keep doing the work because that's not the way Tassan thinks. He'd rather have the computer mm-hmm. do the work for him, mm-hmm. right? And so he'd, uh, th- that's that's how he would do that. He wouldn't sit there and personally listen to every channel. He'd, he'd create a wave file that just plays on every one of them and then, and then just listens back, right? Gotcha. So doing the electronics computers check, I would say. All right. Yeah, I think so. Uh, that's a 12. Wow. He needed a 50, so <laughs> I, I just couldn't. Plus make it. 42. <laughs> um, so you you do this for a while, and you're kind of checking frequencies, and your <clears throat> computers run this program. Now, is your, I don't know this, so I'm going to ask you about your equipment, mm-hmm. son. Is your computer able to send and receive audiovisual signals? What kind of signals? Yes. Is it a communication device? I guess that's right. What I'm so asking. I have I have the uh, mobile com on my watch, right? Uh-huh. So and I have the upgraded high the highest tech level. So um, I could I think my understanding is it's kind of like in uh, Star What's Wars, it? like I could have the little uh, hologram like person standing there. I think. Oh, on your wrist? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Does it have a laser like the James Bond watch? No, it does not have that. <laughs> oh, good I don't think I, actually that is an option you can buy, and I didn't I didn't add that onto my See watch. See yourself out. See yourself. <laughs> okay, so Tassan is a very offensive. I mean. That's true. It may be offensive. Beats <laughs> <laughs> into it. Odiferous. <laughs> right, that is true. Okay, so I'd say... Yeah, my the wristwatch actually has a computer one in it. Nice. So why the time it takes, you get this code, and you get it set up, and you get it going, and you're kind of walking around trying to get mm. a signal. Do, you know, you're not a comms guy. No. You're just, maybe you're holding it above your head, <laughs> right, just right, right. walking around, looking kind of just odd and crazy, and... Maybe at one point you climb on top of the ship hole <laughs> right, and right, you're right. like up there. Um, and that's actually where you finally get a signal. Okay. It's up there. It's pretty weak, but it's it's coming back as like a ship. You, you ping a ship and, and it responds. So there's right. no actual radio traffic at the moment. But getting a response from the ping means that the communication device on the boat has has power. Okay. Right. So then you can attempt to hail it. Okay. Which I'm assuming... Uh, yeah, yeah. Once Tassam triangulates all that, yeah, he'll figure that out and do yeah. that, yeah. So you hail it, and uh, you're on the radio, come on. Uh, hello? Hey, this is Tassan here. Is, that, is it Captain Malon? Captain Malon, this is Tassan with a whole bunch of survivors uh, down here on the on the planet. Who I, who are you, Tassan? I, I was working on the computers, remember? Uh, th- is this Captain Malon? No. Malon? No, who is this? Captain Malon didn't come. What? He didn't... He was supposed to get the ship boat out. There's another pilot, and he he stayed so someone else could come. Oh, okay. Well, whoa. So is he with, on the ship? I don't know. We we got on the boat, and then he got off so someone else could take his place. He'll, so he'll start. Tassan uh, will be like calling off to the side. Ruben, Ruben, Ruben. Hey, Ruben. Um, <laughs> let's roll a recon check. See if you hear him, because you're inside the hole. So 
You have you don't have heightened sense of hearing, do you? As a harpoon. Let me double check. Sorry, he'll just be doing that because he wants to tell somebody. But, uh, yeah. For this roll, I don't think it matters because I only rolled a four, and my modifier for recon is negative three. So he was scratching himself. Yeah, <laughs> he was very concentrating. He was concentrating on his task. Well, this is a recon. Since this is more of a passive thing, because you're not actively looking, what I would say is, if you have recon, you can add it, but you don't get penalized for not. Because this this is more of a did you just happen to hear him right. purposely yelling for you? Gotcha. So you don't get the negative modifier, but still with a four, you're not going to yeah. get to an eight. Yeah. Um, okay. So there's no response coming from him. Can uh, you see? Can you see the crash site on the other end? You're, you're on the radio. Yeah, so, on the radio. Yeah. So, uh, no, we we just quickly got out of the way, and the pilot thought it was best to land. And now he's back talking to everybody. He asked me to stay and watch the radio. Well, uh, can y'all fly over here and pick us up? There, there's. <clears throat> There's eight, 11 of us that we um, found so far. Uh, where is over here? By the crash site, where, where most of the ship is. Just tell the pilot to fly up and, and find the crash site. Um, uh, hold on. Okay. And and this guy, just in case I'm not... No, I, 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 right, get, I think I get what's going on. He kind of, you know, he's like, what just happened? <laughs> I'm just, I'm on a radio and a light came on. He's <laughs> very clearly not. <laughs> right. Um, so it, there's silence for a little bit. A okay. couple of minutes go by. And then someone comes back on. Hello? Hello? Is this is this, this the Tenderfoot? This yeah, no this yeah, yeah, the Tenderfoot, yeah. You the survived. Starship Tenderfoot. Yeah, we we made it. Good. We've we got as many on the boat as we could get. Okay, we got like 11 here. Okay. Do you have a flare gun or some such? Yeah, Actually, we do. Oh, no, I don't have a flare gun. Come to I think saw of a it, flare. I don't think you're going to need it. I'm just I don't want to do a lot of flying around and burn unnecessary fuel unnecessarily. Okay. We've got... Look for a big crash. That's where we are. Yeah, I'm sure it'll be pretty easy to find. How many do you have with you? Uh, 11. No. 13. 13. Pretty sure it's 13 right now. Okay. We're really, really tight fit, but we got 14. Okay. Great. So, well, we'll see you soon. Let me make sure the math adds up. How many people did you found? Six people? We've, we've got six alive right now, plus oh, four right. player characters is 10. We know the engineer died. We know that the captain is missing. So 14 would put us at 24. 14 and then would three, put us at 26. The three low berths? Would put us at 26. The well, low berths are a different group. Low okay, berths are 20 low berths, so yeah. we have nine low berths missing, because we had eight low berths that are dead. Three are in capacity, so we're missing nine low berths. And then with the 14, that means we have a total of, on the high berths or the booked passages, we have 26. So we're including the captain missing. So the captain's missing plus four other people that we don't know where they're located right now. Gotcha. All right. Um, we're, you know, no worse for wear, all things considered, but we'll come look for you. Great, yeah. We're kind of banged up, so if y'all have extra medical kits, that'll be great to help out. Just what's on the ship boat. Okay, well, we'll see what we can find here, too. There wasn't any time to grab supplies. We just grabbed each other and ran. Okay, yeah, Ruben the Harcoon is inside the ship what's left, and he's trying to see what we can find to salvage. So that'll be really good, too, and helpful. Okay, uh, right. we'll head that way. I don't know how long it'll take. Okay. It shouldn't be too long. All right, we'll Song see you soon. Will- Tassan will then radio over to the Admiral and, and, and tell him hey, that Tassan. he may contact. Hey, so there's 14? Yeah, yeah, there's 14 of them on there. Well, that's good. Hey, is Keith Narwan on there? Um, You the know, doctor? they didn't say. I, I should probably should have asked ask that. Him? Yeah, just yeah ask let me see. Yeah, I'll, my bad. We're going to um, try it. That's okay. We're going to try and get <laughs> If you can have the ship potentially land here, that would be great. Um, okay. We're going to try and establish a perimeter. We need to be able to, uh, out of game, what time is it? Oh, great one. Like, what? How, where's the sun? 
the sun would be roughly the equivalent of four four thirty Earth time. Okay. Um, and in kind of late fall. So going down over the horizon about an hour to two hours. Yeah, and and as it feels chilly, but it's not like being in the Antarctic kind of or, chilly, or like the, high thirties, <clears throat> or chilly like sixty. No, no, you're fine without a coat. You just you think, oh, it's a little chilly. It might get colder at night, but it's okay. yeah, nothing uncomfortable, no environmental effect. Got it. Just ambiance. <laughs> yeah. Cold yeah. wind. Now, we have three low berths that we were talking about doing a series of tasks to try to revive the people. But now we've heard that there's someone in orbit. Yeah, we've and, got 14 coming in. Right, and maybe they might have skills that might be helpful. We might be able to get to a power source and keep these people right. in there so, so we there's, can take them out. There's that. Uh, this is a... Um, it's an amber zone planet for a reason, yeah. and I'm concerned about that. I wonder if we should go and try to get our ACRs. I I agree. I'm if, I'm nervous to leave these low berth passengers here unguarded. If a creature did come out and smell something, and who knows? Um, if you want to, Jadis, if you want to head up there and try and get the equipment, I would do it. Or once Ruben calls in, maybe we can. Let me hit Ruben. Hold on. Yep. Channel thirteen. Ruben, hey, uh, Jadis and I are down here. Uh, how's it going looking for finding the equipment? Oh, sorry. I was, uh, I was scratching myself. Um. <laughs> and that's the better choice of all the options you could have been doing. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Hey, I found your, your ACRs. Oh, did you? Good, good, yeah, good. I'm, um, I'm, it's going slow, but I've, I found my crossbow weaponry. I'm, I'm going through and getting some Are you almost ready extra. to hump it down here to get to us? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Jadis, we were going to head up there, but I'd rather not leave these three low berth passengers if we can avoid it. Yeah, I'll, I'll uh, we'll hurry down. Um, okay. How's, we probably how's, got how's Tassan hour. doing? Uh, Tassan is still definitely in a lot of coffee, but I think that's his normal speed, so he may be okay. I think he, I don't know, he, he hasn't freaked out uh, noticeably. Okay. okay. And he did a good job on contact hey, leadership. If you, if you give him s- uh, tasks to do, he, it's yeah, good. He's very focused. Good. I yeah. agree. He's yeah. good skilled. Like hey, so quick question. Uh, he's a good kid. The sun's going to go down about an hour to an hour and a half. Um, would it be better for us to actually try and pull these low bursts up there with you and we base out of the ship for night instead of sitting out in the open with a bunch of people? How much room's in the, cock, uh, the cockpit? On an out of game, these low bursts, you need like pretty substantial equipment, like a forklift to move them. In that case, we got they have a whole bu- they have a whole bunch of equipment that's keeping people cryogenically frozen. So gotcha. They're heavy. In that yeah. in that case, we got two hours either to wake them up and physically move them to a shelter or find a shelter down here. All right. I, I think mean, regardless, we may need to wake these people up, Jadis, unless you have a different opinion. Regardless, we need to wake them up. Yeah, my guess because uh, how are we going to put a shelter or protect them? And uh, unless there's someone on the, the ship's ship. boat that can. That as a, an experienced person that can do better than we will. That's true. Jadis, why don't we... Um, hey, Tassan, I can, hold on. Yeah, yeah, right here, Admiral. Bridge over. Oh, you're on channel 13? Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I mean... I think he's scanning the channels. <laughs> yeah, he told me to scan all the channels, and I heard you guys talking. Well, good job, Tassan. Hey, right. quick question. Did you confirm that Keith Norwald is on that ship or not? And I haven't had a chance yet to do that yet. Uh, uh, go focus on that, Okay, Tassan. all right, all right. Hey, hey, are you talking to Ruben? Yeah, he's on channel thirteen with hey, me. Hey, Ruben, could you get my hammock out of out, out of my room? Because that's I, that, I really like my hammock. I just bought it before we went on this trip. What channel is he on? He's on thirteen with us now. Oh, he's on. Uh, oh, Tassan, Hey, uh, uh, I'll no, I'm not going to get your hammock. <laughs> oh, it's a really good hammock. Okay. I got my arms full with weapons and supplies, so 
We might need a hammock to people to sleep yeah. in. And all these these um, hammocks are good. The Yam space remember Epsilon seven. Throw a hammock at him. Seven. Oh, Epsilon Real quick, seven. all of the heavy duty equipment is locked seven. up inside chest inside the cargo bay. So you're you have to pull crates out. Now, when I say crate, I don't mean giant crates that require a forklift. Just yeah, like, they're put in a I'm box, like it's a locked time. chest or something. Yeah, 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 so, yeah, you, yeah. yeah. so I will con- convey that. Um, I told him we'd hurry down, but I, I convey to uh, uh, Admiral Kane. Kane, uh, I'm trying to hurry, but it's taking a while to get through yeah, these crates. Yeah, do your crates. thing. It's, um, we, we need you down here in less than two hours because we need to figure out how to get these people out. I I'm think, just going to find the critical stuff we need, and we'll get down there. Yeah, Jadis, uh, question. Yes. Maybe we should start trying to repair these these uh, cell chambers with the other parts from the eight other low bursts that have been broken open and damaged. Mm-hmm. Maybe we can use those parts to get these back to where they'd be easier to pull them out of cryostasis. I think that sounds like a good plan. Okay, we'll work on that while you guys get down here. Remember, we got we're losing light in the next two hours. So, and I'll ask you again, Ruben. Do you think it's better to be up there or there or inside the ship's hull, um, or to try and so the, the cryo guys that that you um, that are down there? How? I mean, they're in their, um, their births. Yeah, they're in their births. That they, they can't be. Animals can't get into them, right? It's, it's or kind how, of protected, how thick right? Is the glass shielding on the front, where you can see the person, is that something a, a creature could break open? A human couldn't punch it open, for sure. Yeah. Um, the no. problem about can a creature break it open is there's such varying of strength exactly. in creatures. I'm, I'm nervous yeah. leaving leaving these people. I'm down not here. as nervous about leaving them because of the creatures because I don't think creatures can smell the, the biological. They just think it's machine matter inside. So I oh, think it's, it's going to be a rock basically in terms of the animal senses. I mean, senses. if if that's yeah. not an issue, I would say come up here. It's higher ground. We have 12 to 24 hours, so we just just know we can that see. We can post guards and see kind of what's is, coming. Yeah. Is it a and there's a more room up here. Out of character, is this roughly Terran? It is. Uh, uh, hours in the day on this planet, or do we not? Do it, we it's, nine? it's equivalent to what would be a four thirty, like mid to late fall on Earth, mm-hmm. right? Whether or not, so I, I, I guess point nine Earth size. Yeah, right. Yeah. So but in terms of the revolution of, of the planet, oh, like when would this? I'm basically wondering yeah. if it's twelve. If we got a twelve hour ticking clock. To revive the low birth pass three low birth passengers, and if it doesn't get light again for like sixteen hours because of the rotation of the planet, then we might want to revive them now while it's not. And even now, if it is only if it's a normal Earth cycle, it would be four thirty in the morning. And we need to break them out. Yeah. yeah, I agree. And this planet, you may get an extra thirty minutes to an hour okay. of nighttime. It's. It's just the size and rotation. It's a pretty close and, and cycle. It's, it's, it's very similar. It's just and enough where you basically you work out to about an hour and a half to two hours extra a day. And uh, Admiral Kane, did the ship's boat indicate if they were going to be landing? You can just call me Kane, Jadis. Kane. Um, uh, the last time, Tassan, hey. Yeah, yeah, Tassan, right here. Uh, did you find out about the surgeon yet? Uh, not yet. I haven't had a narrative point to do that yet. <laughs> so son, we'll cut over your communications. You're up. Go. Well done. Um, hey, uh, uh, shipboat, shipboat, tenderfoot, shipboat. Uh, just to son, shipboat, come in. Come in. Uh, yeah. yeah, come in. This is the shipboat. Okay. Hey, do y'all have a a, a Keith Narwin? Are there? you okay, Tassan? I'm doing great. Yeah, actually, I'm really doing fine. Is there anybody Everybody else over asking there? me that? Yeah. Well, Ruben here, the harpoon, but he's actually in the ship. Oh, of course he is. Right, yeah. So, anyway, do y'all have a Keith Narwin? 
on there like a passenger because he's a surgeon. I didn't do a roll call. I can ask. Yeah, we, yeah, we should, probably should because we're going to need some help with the low birth passengers. They're dying. I think is what the admiral said. I think that's really sad. But do you, anyway, do you, you know or do you think, kid? Uh, uh. Uh, Kang? Admiral Kang? Yeah. yeah <laughs> hey, the shipboat wants to know if the people are dying or not. Uh, could you patch me through them? Um, yeah, I think I can figure out how to do that. Hold or on just, just a second. You want on. some music or something? Why well, I put you on hold? Or... <laughs> uh, that, that's not necessary. What channel are you on? Uh, I'll tell him the channel. <laughs> okay, uh, this is this is Kane. Uh, who am I speaking with? Hmm, let me come up with a name. I really got one here. Yep. Names are always like my weak spot. There's this... Is hmm. This is a nuke. Hey, nuke. Uh, do, do I recognize him as one of the crew members? He's not a crew member. Okay, got it. Hey, nuke. Uh, this is a Kane. Uh, as you've been talking to Dasan, we we need to know if one of the surgeons is available. We've got three people that are at risk. Yeah, his name's Keith Norwin. Yeah, I think so. thank you. Thank yeah, you. yeah. There, I I got someone asking. It's pretty crowded. But... Yeah, we've got yeah. About, we've got about twelve hours before we need to revive them, and their pods are damaged. What was his name again? Uh, Keith Norwin. Yeah, uh, Keith is with us. Is he okay? Yeah, if you guys can get over as quickly as possible, that'd be greatly appreciated. He's a skilled surgeon. I'll be down the way. Okay, perfect. Great, great. And, uh, Glad we found Keith. We're in the main crash site, so when you fly over, you're going to see like a Y, and the the center of the Y, basically where the two top branches break off, is where we're at. You'll see it's the largest amount of debris, and you'll see Jadis and myself down there trying to secure the area. So. Um, anyway, if we hear your jets or whatever, comments when you think you get close, we can show up a filaire if you need it. Hey, Mr. Mr. Kane? Yeah, yeah, Tassan. It, it's for the record. I mean, I, I, I kind of basically told him that. I didn't want you to think I didn't do it. Oh, right? Yeah, Tassan. yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I apologize. Oh, okay. no, it's fine. Time. I just want you to make sure I, I was doing my job. You did great, sir. Oh, thanks. Thanks, Mr. Kane. You're awesome. <laughs> Father figure approval. <laughs> Stamp. <laughs> okay, yeah, let us know when you get close. So, Jadis, we're going to go gra- start to repair the pods as best we can with the scraps from the other eight low So, births. do the repair, but not the revival yet until we get... Um, yeah, until the until gets here. Keith Narwin arrives. Is that cool? Yeah. Okay. So, we're going to try and repair the low bursts as best we can with okay. the parts from the other eight. We're, we're also... Should we... Up, Jadis, do you think we should show up another flare in case there's other people that are alive or conscious that are trying to find us? That's true. We have a few missing people still. We're, yeah, we're still missing four or uh, five regular people. I think, we're missing. I think that's a good left. idea. Okay, um, we've got one left flare after that, so we could shoot one more and see. So you pop a flare? Yeah, we'll pop a pop flare. A so flare. you pop a flare. Um, back in the ship, Ruben, you're you're going. You're kind of very slowly going through the ship and checking mm-hmm. stuff out, looking for gear. Make a. Hmm, you know what? Making you're you're an engineer. Make an engineering check. Because you would think to salvage, let's see if there's anything salvageable, salvageable or functional, functioning. Uh, there's engineering. Words. I also have a specialty with mechanics. Would I be looking for? Is Ooh, I would mechanical things I could salvage, or just kind of would that not come into play? Uh, I think that would work. I think that would work. Okay. Yeah, I'll allow. It. And then um, education. <laughs> All right. Mechan- I rolled a four. My mechanics bonus is also four, so that's an eight. Wow. And then education is plus one, so that's a nine. That's nice. nice. Boon. Boof. Well done. Boof. Well done. Nice boof. What is happening to my words right now? <laughs> boof. <laughs> I cannot speak at the words. Harcoon says woof, not boof. <laughs> okay. Rubber baby buggy bumpers. have to get back in track. Woof, okay. There it is. <laughs> so as you're going through it, it dawns on you, hey, all ships have some kind of emergency transponder beacon. And so you 
take some time to find it and you manage to locate it, it's gone. Like shot. Just totally busted. Right. But you think... Doesn't look repairable. In and of itself is not. But you think that you could possibly jerry-rig one using some kind of other communication device Mm -hmm. and what components remain here. One of your primary concerns is going to be finding uh, a power source that you can leave behind. Now, granted, emergency beacons are basically just a repeated standard SOS-type signal. So it doesn't you're not trying to burst out to every single planet. It's just a general... I do have a mobile comm. Mm -hmm. I bought as part of my original supplies. Does that have its own power source? Uh, Yeah. Um, Also, the walkie-talkies you have would have their own power source. Okay. You think you could maybe rig a couple of those up? So So if that's looking very MacGyver-ish, I'm going to try to start jerry-rigging the the beacon then. Totally. Do you want to to use your personal comp stuff, or do you want to check on using some of the walkie-talkies? I'll use the walkie-talkies first, but if that's not going to work, I don't mind sacrificing my own own comp. Okay, so so far you haven't seen the walkie-talkies, but based on previous experience with these kind of comms, you imagine that two or three of them could get the trick done. And that would give you like a solid do I know time frame of Would signal. only my one comm do the trick? Your one comm unit? Yeah, my um, my uh, mobile comm device. Yeah, it probably would, but it's also, it's also more expensive. Yeah. Right. And you, know, thinking, you, you know you have six, you've got six comm that came with the ship. And then you got your own, and you've seen him walking around with a ship one. So, um, yeah. So, and what I'm thinking of is in time, in terms of time. Mm-hmm. I, I know I just talked to Kane, who said the sun's going down, and, and they need us there quickly. So I don't want to waste time looking for the walkie-talkie. So I'd rather you just use my comm device, if it's the only thing that I'll need to. Okay. Instead of three walkie-talkies. That I have to find. I'd you can always replace it later with the, the two comm device. When we get them, yeah, so the one comm device to save time and just do it right there. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 cool. Okay. So yeah, you can make that roll. It's going to be a thirty-minute period for you to hook this up because you're breaking stuff open, mm-hmm. running wires, and that kind of stuff. So make a check. It's just a one-time check, but it, you're just in there for thirty minutes. I rolled a seven. That's also my mechanical. This would be an electronics comms or some such. I, I do have a comm skill, so that's one. Yeah. Perfect. So that would be uh, eight, and then any other modifiers? To um, education. So plus one, so nine. Nine. So you got it. So the shift, you're able to get it done in 20 minutes instead of 30. Oh, awesome. So you get done a little bit faster. So for 20 minutes, you're in there doing that stuff. However, you go comms dark because you took your comm mm-hmm. device That's right. and plugged it in. Right. So back outside, you guys were doing something. By you guys, I mean Admiral Kane and Jadis. We're doing yeah. something with the lobers, right? We were trying to repair them. Okay. Oh, so this can be... How far do you want to go in the repairs? Are you just wanting to repair for stabilization, or do you want to actually repair them to open them? I'll repair it, sh- but short of opening them, because we we are waiting on uh, Keith Narwin to arrive. Gotcha. To okay. Opening. Totally. So we're going to treat this like a task chain. So you guys can choose the order you want to go, mm-hmm. and I'll let you guys be creative with how you want to fix this. So... Just describe how you're doing it and why you think the skill you want to use is going to be applicable, and it'll probably work. And then whoever goes first will will modify whoever goes second, obviously. And then that person's uh, level of success will modify the doctor's roles. And this is called a task change. So the two things that I could work on is I'm pretty good at medic, so there might be some... 
calibration that I'm doing that of like you, the scanning devices of or the something. scanning devices that probably got shifted and whatnot, and so I'm making basically the sensors are working correctly and the instrumentation is reading all the life signs and you know if it's like skipping heartbeat readings or something that maybe there's a something that I could uh, so basically what I'm doing is figuring out what's wrong. Uh, so doing diagnostics based on the medical reading, not doing, you know, outputting what it needs to. Um, so that's just gathering information about here's the things that need to be fixed and enhanced. And then secondarily, one of us probably needs to actually do the repair. I have electronic sensors, but I don't think that's really a repair thing. So a couple of, I have, I have engineering power plants. So like if some of the power units are fluctuating, I can stabilize those with my power plant knowledge. I also have mechanic, so I could do a little oh, bit of mechanic right. repair if we need to. It just depends on what's needed. But so, yeah, so I think I think what I should do is first use my medic to see what's get wrong. Diagnostics on is it functioning correctly? What things need to be recalibrated and improved uh, based on scavenged parts and whatnot. And then I'll give you that information. So that'll be the first part of the test. And I can either do power and, or mechanic. And, and this, the second would be uh, one of those two. Okay, that sounds I great. Think. So okay. That's what we're proposing. And then I guess maybe the third thing is when uh, Keith Narwin actually shows up, he'll be the conclusion of the test. Exactly. So uh, remember, if you remember from last session, last episode, because of the state, of these things are in here at a 10 instead of an 8 for your target number. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I said, too. <laughs> All right. Uh, on, medic on. one. Uh, let's see, and I don't have any education or intellect bonuses. So it's just going to be a flat one. Oh no, I oh. failed with a six. Okay, so you're, that's a negative four effect. So that ends up applying a minus two to the next skill check. Quit touching I, the <laughs> right yeah I keep, I keep like wiping the fog off the sensor readings and, yeah, and I'm the beads of sweat erupt on my forehead and accidentally hitting buttons and, oh, oh I didn't mean to touch yeah. that no Wait, don't abort don't abort do? oh no so would the target number for my roll be a 10 with an additional minus 2 so now it's a 12 yeah that's how that works I'm not touching the pods <laughs> I'm serious all no, I'm going to do fine. is make it worse because I, I have a skill of 2 so the chances of me making it better is like less than 10%. So I don't want to touch the pods. We'll give the medical doctor. He'll have a minus four now, but at least he'll have something. So basically we're going to wait till Keith Narwin shows up and said, that, well, we didn't make it much worse than it was. <laughs> yeah. And this there's only three pods. So this is not, we can roll for each one. If you guys oh. want to try Let's do because that. it'll be pretty fast. Because I don't let's want you guys. Do that. To, let's do that. We don't want to. I oh, still think having let's, you. Let's see. Having you touch the pods. First is not passenger, a good idea. not so well. <laughs> if yeah, they're I'm all tens, we'll leave him there. Then it wasn't us that killed. Old oh, lady, right. she, she looks like she's first done. Right, something good. Right, I'm not. The probability is you'll make them all worse. Right. Yeah. So, given the difficulty of the repairs and the assessment, it better if we just have the medicine guy do it straight up. Just, okay, it is what it is. That's yeah. right. We give right. it. And he is a surgeon, so he's probably pretty good. Yeah. That's what I will do, though, is I'll go do what amounts to um, the Rimward Orthodox uh, uh, version of Last Rites. <laughs> I knew it. Uh-huh. <laughs> Over each of these three uh-huh. low birth pods, because we don't Especially know what's going to happen. Especially the first one. <laughs> but this could be their uh, their last. A night before they enter eternity. So as you start to... This takes about 20 minutes or so because um, you're tinkering stuff. That's about when the you hear the ship boat coming over the horizon, over the treetop. And it comes in pretty low, sees you guys, it finds a good spot, and it lands. You 
get your beacon set up, Ruben, and manage to finish getting stuff out of the ship. And so you come out of the ship and you can see it not cresting the opposite of cresting, descending just below the tree line up up uh, down the way. The rest of the six survivors that you had managed to corral under the police officer that you managed to redundant use of manage I need to um, see, his name is, hmm, his name is Inu. Inu. Yeah, E-N-O-O, for those who <clears throat> care to write that down. Former police officer. And these odd names, sci-fi names are great. He's, he's gotten, more people have kind of stabilized and steadied, and they're still afraid and worried because they were crashing a planet, and as far as they're concerned, no hope of rescue, but the state of shock has kind of moved on, right? So... You come out, you can do what you want with those people if you have something you want to do with them. Hey guys, can you come help me carry this uh, the ship? Just landed over there. Carry the ship? Anyone who's able to, can you help me carry these supplies down? Um, uh, oh, we'll yeah. Go meet the ship down there. Uh, it's not a lot, but if, if you can help hey. me carry some of this stuff. And everybody responds positively. You get the impression that they're happy to have something to do to get their minds off the fact that they've just been sitting here doing nothing. So oh, good, they, good. they kind of launch into it. Awesome. And, Bumped and bruised as they are, they're not super fast, but they're going after it pretty pretty well. And I, I kind of heap praise on them for uh, as they're doing it. Just thanks so much for lending a hand. That it's it's tough work. Let's get down there. The image in my mind was a dog telling a bunch of people, "Good boy, good boy." <laughs> <laughs> Reverse role play. A little harpoon irony there. Yeah. Okay, so back on the ship that lands and people come out. And this guy comes over just straight to you guys. He says, hey, I'm I'm Keith. I'm the doctor. You got some low birth situations? Thank goodness. Yes, we do. Yes, we ad- attempted some minor repairs, but it became evident very quickly that we don't know what we're doing. And he's looking at the... Mm, I see that. <laughs> <laughs> at least you try it, I suppose. All right. I'm going to start with the other two. All right. Very good. And we're going to... I'm going to leave them be. For the other one, for now. My prayers are with you. So, here we go. If there's anything we can do while you're doing the work, like to assist with power or anything like that, we're glad to assist. Just let us know, but we're following your lead. And I think just stand back. This is really a one-man job. Perfect. And he doesn't doesn't come off as an insult. No, no, totally. We're not... There's there's one path, so just, yeah. Let me breathe. So he punches his numbers into the thing. Oh, look at that. He got it open. He rolled a natural nine. He's got a plus six to it between his medical and his education. Wow. Who is a surgeon. Yeah. So so he gets the first one open. And the, we ask him if he'd like a job. The the person, <laughs> I already have a very well-paying job. Thank uh, we, you. We do have money. Not what I make. <laughs> and then he goes over to the other one, and he punches some buttons on it. Zip. Six plus six is 12. So the other one pops open. And he's like, okay, so. Now for the old lady... In the first pod, who looks year old just woman. like weirdly all of you when you look at her, she looks just like your grandmother. Oh no! It's all even Ruben, even Ruben, even even <laughs> she got like furry jowls. Grandma, yeah. <laughs> grandma. Um, so he, uh, Keith, steps back. So, what did you do? You messed with the diagnostic sensors. Did uh, you? Well, yes. I was oh, trying okay. to fix them. Or did it like mess you up? You could say that. I mean, you made the effort. I'm not judging. 
I'm just concerned. Kane, I think he's judging. I think he is judging. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's trying to say that there's no lawsuits over this one. That's what he's trying to say. I think I, there was a waiver or somebody. <laughs> we have to sign. So there he goes. Exactly. I rolled a six and a five. Wow. Because Whoa. he is awesome. Minus this good. four. I think the sensor modification helped you. Becomes seven. Right. Plus, plus six. Thirteen. Becomes thirteen. That was the best one ever. Oh, wow. wow. And it pops open. And he says, like I said, you don't pay me enough. <laughs> and then, and then he, you, pats you, he pats you guys on the shoulder and he said, N- regardless, I mean, good job finding them and surviving this nonsense. And so they come out and he, he, he just goes to assisting them. And, and I immediately, as soon as he assists them, I head over to get Nuke, who's the, was the captain of the ship or the, the ship's boat. And say, Nuke, I think we need to fly this thing up next to the main vessel so we can, at night, stay close to that thing and people can get in there. So we have at least, like, how many people can sleep in the ship's boat? The ship's boat is designed to carry six people comfortably. Gotcha. So we need extra So when space. he said we cram people in here. Yeah, they crammed them in. They were, like, standing shoulder to shoulder. Lap on, you know, sitting on top of the ship. I mean, it was tight. Got it. There's no breathing space in here. Let, let's get the ship's boat. Let's get these, once these lower people are stable. What do we got? Probably another hour before sun goes down now. <clears throat> at this point, it's basically already hit the horizon and it's starting to dip down like yeah, you're, you're at a point where it's getting dark take the ship's boat go in the two of us will hump it on the ground so we don't add more load to your ship because you crammed as many people as you could right in there we're, we're going to go to the main body yeah. of the ship yeah okay so you get everybody back up to what's left of the hull the right. people are some of the people oh hey it's you and they're, they're recognizing one another or maybe they just got kind of hit it off on the ship during the past week and Suddenly, something thumps real hard into Ruben's side. Like, Sorry, Ruben. And, and, oh, no. <laughs> I mean, oh, something has attached itself to Ruben's leg. Ah! Well, is this before Kane and, and Jaden have gotten to where they're at? Everyone's at this... Everyone is up there. Like, okay, so this basically, is, we kind of go up there, okay. we fast forward a little bit, and mm-hmm. everyone's up at the, the oh, primary okay. hole. And right. right. They've docked the ship kind of at a precarious angle because it's on a little bit of a rise, but it's fine. Right. Everybody's been mingling, and something just suddenly slams into... Kane! What's on my leg? I pull my body pistol and look at his leg. Ah! You're pointing a gun at Emma. Ah! Oh! Oh! Emma! Pull the gun up. Hey, put the gun away! I did not pull the trigger. (laughs) Emma! I pick her up and give her a big hug. Are you okay, Emma? And she gives you a hug back. She says, I pray for you. Oh, Oh. thank you, Emma. You're so... I'm glad you made it. And she's. I'm glad you made it too. I was really worried. This is. I'm really scared. I'm scared too. But we're gonna make it. And then, her parents come over. Emma, you can't run away like that. And like, oh, hey, hey, Reuben. Hi, glad guys. You made it. I, oh my gosh, I can't believe you guys made it as well. So, I'm so glad you're here. Uh, thanks, thanks. We we've, we're gonna take extra special care of of this little girl because because um, it's dangerous around here. So make sure she sticks close to me, and I'll make sure she make everything's okay. It is. Well, we appreciate that very much. So, mingling goes on. Night settles in. Um, people are starting to look to you guys for leadership, especially Tassan. He's just no, so yeah, energetic. Why would you? Uh, <laughs> I look for him for coffee. Well, so, you guys have been clearly working together as a team. And everyone's seeing that and acknowledging that there's been a lot of effort to get the people together, get people out of car birth, all that stuff. And so, you guys have just become the de facto leader since the captains hasn't been located yeah we think especially kane yeah since there's so why don't we get everybody together and have a quick conversation for the group 
and just ask everybody to kind of come together and I can give them a couple words if that's okay. Sure, sure. Um, whenever it lands, what, as they come together, you'll find this out. Um, one or two people went in to get into their state rooms and do some looking themselves. Um, one of the other, one of the low births asked about the other low births. They come back out of the ship and inform me, hey, uh, unfortunately, the part of the ship where the low births were has been crushed entirely. I think this is all that's left. So there were a number of other oh, low births that were damaged, basically. Yeah, the only, only, the net of that is the only three low births survived the crash. Oh, got mm-hmm. it. Hmm. And because you guys found them and helped. Did anybody else? <laughs> did anybody else show up with the the when we launched the flare? Did anybody else come wandering out of the woods? No one else has come wandering out of the woods. Okay. Um, so everyone's gathered around. That information got supported. the signal going. So we've got a we've got a signal going. Yes. Perfect. Yeah. So, okay. So when everybody gets together, I'm gonna say, uh, everyone, uh, thank you for your resilience and your focus during this challenging time. I'll let you know that we've been in situations like this before. And I'll let you know that the good news is that the Imperium, I think, will eventually find us and locate us. The most important thing for us to do is to stay calm, work together, and stay focused. Uh, Ruben has already put together a beacon to send out a distress signal, which is going out immediately. So that's one of the best things we can do. We've also got a great asset here in the ship's boat. So if we do detect anything uh, in the atmosphere, we can send a group of people up to be rescued. Uh, we also have people that are highly skilled in survival uh, that are with the group here. And so the most important thing is to build a good shelter. There's also a good source of food on the planet because there are animals on the planet. Out of game, I do not talk about the fact that some of them eat people. <laughs> <laughs> but so the bottom line is I think we're in a really good situation as best we could be in given the circumstances. So the focus is to stay calm. I'd also ask that we're going to break into small groups of about four people in each group. Jadis will have a group that he's coordinating. Tassan will have a group he's coordinating. Uh, we also would like to ask Nuke for a group that he would coordinate, and then myself and Ruben. And so I will assign you each into a, a group, and uh, you just stay close to your group lead, and they'll give you uh, advice and look to them for leadership as you need it. Um, hey, Admiral, Admiral Gaines, sir. Um, I, I've been running a survival algorithm. If you want me to update you on that percentage, uh, uh, Sean, we're fine. Okay, we're fine. okay. Just, it's it's, it's really kind of advanced. I've we'll been working on it. Executive meeting. Don't tell me the odds. Uh, <laughs> and I look okay. at Ruben. I go. <laughs> he makes a slashing motion across his neck. Yeah, yeah, Ruben. Remember that flank you're supposed to be watching. Right, my hammock flank. No, wait, wait, flank. Like you steak? could probably go in and get your hammock. So someone, oh, okay. Yeah, go get your hammock. Okay, all right. Yeah, <laughs> I'll take my team to go get my hammock. So yeah. the guys. Take, um, don't take your team to get your hammock. Um, you go Nuke, get the hammock. We'll watch your team. Nuke was Thanks, a part you're really of the awesome. crew that went, the guys, the two or three people that went on board, and he comes back. And Nuke's behavior and little fast forward time it did, he, he's he seems pretty very level headed, and he's taking this pretty well. Like okay, this is the problem. Let's find solutions, and he's taking a lot of initiative. Not like trying to usurp authority. He's just, hey, here's something I see, and he just goes and takes care of it. Um, so it kind of comes off as that take like take initiative, get things done kind of guy. He comes over to you after your speech and says, hey, I don't want to don't worry everybody, but like 60% of our food stores are gone. Oh, I get it. So we're down to 40%, oh, hey, and we I have over 40% surviving members. Yeah, let's have a quick leadership meeting. So I'm going to grab all the leads that I talked to about and bring them over to one side. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it is dark now, so I, have you guys decided to do any type of watch or perimeter thing? Yeah, that's the next thing we're going to talk okay. about. So get the leadership group together and say, okay, guys, uh, two things. One, the reason why I assigned everybody to be over a group of people 
is I wanted to make sure that if people are getting nervous or concerned, they have someone to speak with instead of just rattling around their own brain. So stay in touch with your three to four people that you're assigned to. I want you to take the girl and her family. I want yes, you sir. to take the police officer. I'm giving specifically giving Tassan the police officer because I know he might calm Tassan down, <laughs> plus a couple of others, and then I'll assign the rest of the people out based on family groups. When you say the thing about the cop whose name was... Inu. Inu. Being with Tassan, he, he, his eyes get big, and he kind of looks at you like, oh, are you serious? Well, we tell it's, cop, it's, not, yeah. it's, it's not like a rebellion. It's just, are you kidding me? Yeah, exactly. He got assigned to Tassan. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so then I'll take the leaders off to the side, just the, the leader group, Nuke, J- uh, Jadis, Tassan, myself, Ruben. And uh, so keep everybody calm tonight. we got to work on food in the morning. We've got some rations to get us through the evening. We're going to have to do hunting parties in the morning. We definitely do a watch order. I'd recommend that we go two-hour watches, and each of us take their lead group and take somebody with you to do watch. So we'll each take a watch if that's reasonable. How many people on watch at a given I'd say two people. So take one of the people out of your group of three that's competent. Let everybody else sleep. Very good. Maybe four people. Just you uh, do, do you want an overlap? I would want more eyes on the. Okay. Uh, yeah. This is an unfamiliar planet. Chief, you yeah, tend to know that stuff. One on each did. compass direction. Yeah, that sounds. And good. I've got the uh, ACR out. My ACR. Do you have yours? Yes, out? I do. Uh, Ruben got and, it. And yeah, on a minute, you guys did get your gear. Yeah, so you've got, got all we're your all gear. geared up. Cool. Anything else, gentlemen, that we need to discuss or do at least for the night? The golden eyes to stay focused during the evening. Make sure nothing hits us, and make sure all these people are safe. In the morning, we can work on food. Who takes what watch? Uh, how about first watch? We'll have Jadis and Tassan's group overlap. So you put two and two from your, yourselves personally, and then one person from each of your group. Is yep, that yep, cool? yep, yep. Okay, and then me and Ruben will take the second, <clears throat> second. watch. It'll be a chance for me to get to know Jadis better. I'm really excited about that. Yeah. And hear more about the Orthodox Rimward uh, religion. And then the Ooh. final watch. You, you might now, need now to. Now I've, I've, I've uh, my final watch will be nuked. And Ruben, do you mind double and, uh, shifting? Young Sar, Sar. Yeah. Then you got I, the kids. Let me let me take somebody from my watch. They'll support with nuke. Okay. Although I don't mind double shifting. Okay, in that case, we'll put you double. You sleep yeah. in the morning then. I, I'd almost we'll feel better if I were. I would too. Um, the chief, you're the best yeah, there watch, is. Yeah. So we'll have him double shift in the night. Okay. Cool. And he'll sleep in the morning. So. You, by the time you get all this settled down, the sun's been down for an hour, maybe two. Uh, we're going to make yep. sure the two ACRs with your blessing are on every watch. So they're handed to people on the watch so they have the best gear. Mm. Is that reasonable? That, that is reasonable. Cool. Because I, I have my crossbow. the two, right? Yeah, there's two. The, We've got the, two. That's two ACRs and plus how many, the How many rubies? grenades do you have? Um, I've got one. I don't have a note of how many I have. They're 15 creds, or 30 creds apiece. Credits? Yeah. I mean, I uh, how many one. magazines? There, there are 30 credits. You just one grenade's 30 credits. I oh. can only afford Oh, you said one. grenade. I'm sorry. I heard ACR for no, some no. reason. I apologize. I had to think about that. Okay, that's I'm fine. Not sure. That's fine. <laughs> okay, keep going. Okay, so everyone roll me 2d6 and just roll 2d6. This is not a skill check. This is a random determining thing. And then, what your no- lower number? Who's at the lower number? I got a seven. I think I'm the lowest. Eight. Yep. Eight. Nine. Ten. Nine. Ten. Okay, and which watch is Second Kalon? watch. Ruben and I are on the same watch in the second watch. Okay, so during your watch, are you, I'm assuming you guys have kind of broken up in pairs and you're walking around. Yeah, and the Ruben yes. with his one person and me with my one. And I've got an ACR and he's got an ACR. During okay. Kane's watch. Nice. So, do you have? did you figure out about your heightened sense of hearing? Yes, I did. I'll tell you what it says. 
and you can tell me what you rule on it. Um, I rule all things. All right. So as a harcoon, I have heightened senses, and so I get plus one to recon and survival rules. Oh, so that's just general. Your height, your senses in general are heightened. Yeah. So anytime that's you awesome. make a recon or survival check, you get a bonus. Yeah. Now I don't have those skills even at a zero. So would it be negative three plus one yeah. from this bonus? So it would you, be negative two, basically. Yeah, your net would be negative two. Uh, however, my eyesight uh, is worse in darkness, so I get negative one uh, to sight <laughs> checks in darkness. So <laughs> having him do double shifting was a bad call. Uh, uh, I, I envision him it. with like uh, spectacles on the end of his nose, <laughs> and he keeps squinting. But frankly, it doesn't bother me because I hear better, and I don't know if the smell plays into the extra senses. But Ooh, yeah, um, I'm sure that makes you guys a little extra nervous. So, yeah. I, I, so make some recon checks with intelligence while you're out and about doing your roll, applying all appropriate modifiers. I got a ten. And what are we adding to it? Intelligence. Intelligence and recon, because you're actively looking here. Okay, so that would be... I rolled a six. It's minus two now on my modifier, which is a four, plus intel is one, so five. <laughs> Ruben sees nothing. <laughs> no surprise there. Kane, Mr. Magoo. Uh, it's dark, so you don't see it, but you hear some. you hear the sound of something rushing very quickly. Directly at you. Okay, I mean, hit calm, tap the calm, Ruben. Ruben, I got something to move my position right now. Get up here immediately. Wait. You hear nothing. When you hit your, when you hit your radio, you hear, and then you're in combat. Got it. You surprise blow. get in combat, but with a surprise blow. Gotcha. You're surprised. Basically, surprise I'm blow. gonna, <laughs> without looking at the rule real fast, just the first round. Because you get like a huge negative modifier, so you still roll initiative. To determine order, mm-hmm. but your first round has a like a minus eight or something. Okay. Right, but then after that it goes back to initiative. So roll initiative. For initiative two d six. It's two d six plus um, dex or intelligence. And it's only Reuben and Kane that are in the fray here. And our two NPCs and our two guessing act yeah. on our turn. They're just going to go on your turn, and That's they're just going to be um, plus zeros. You find a couple of guys who have some That's basic fine. training. And uh, right now, no one's sounded an alarm. So you, ah. uh, Tassan and Jadis are asleep. Yep. Um, I should say, Kane attempted to do a sound an alarm, but he hit his button and there was like, you just feedback, nothing. And you, nothing, you hear no sound on your side. So initiatives, what do you got? I got 10. You got 10? Yep. Seven. Seven. And I rolled a six. Super excited, our first combat. Yes, ever in this campaign. Wait, so. You go first. Normally, uh, Ruben, you would win, but because you got the huge modifier, you're surprised, they're going to beat you this round. For Jadis and Tassan, if you want to go ahead and roll an initiative, so if you get into combat, we'll have it right Mm now. And it's dex, right? Or intelligence. You can pick because it's... Are you... Okay. The the book says it's however you want to do it. Eight for Tassan. Eight, Tassan. Six for Jadis. Six for Jadis. I'm just going to rule in your favor sure. for this. And I would so, rule that you rule in your favor. <laughs> <laughs> you rule. So, all right, so Kane, this thing comes launching out of you. You hear it coming. Yep. And we can say you have those little like, tactical flashlights. Yep. Or, or you've got one on your helmet or something, so you're not in total darkness because that would... You, Actually, you, the scope you, on my ACR has um, low light. Okay, so however you want to handle that, I'll yeah. let you handle it. 
Um, just because you know, you guys know, going out in the dark would not be the best idea to, for protection. So this thing comes at you, and what you see is yeah, it has passive IR, light amplification, and visual magnification. It's a standard battlefield sight that you, that snaps into the combat rifle. Okay, so this really small, um, cat-like size—not cat-like, but cat-size hairless animal that vaguely resembles a large rodent, except it's got longer legs and it is super fast. I mean, this thing comes at you with lightning speed through the foliage and it's like, I mean, it's not dodging at all. It's got a whip-long, whip-like tail at the back of it, you see, with some kind of spiky end to it. And it comes right at you. Got it. And there's a there's a couple, but there's just one that's coming right at you. Got it. So with my my ten initiative, where I want to back up quickly, try and get behind any kind of cover, and then I'm going to shoot at the the creature, and I'm yelling, "We've got we've got inbound on the edge of the perimeter." I repeat, we have, and I'm just yelling it out loud now that I know that the comm's not working. Yeah. Okay. So you you back up some, you get behind a tree and start shooting. Yep. So I shoot my ACR, and I roll terribly because I'm not good to fight. So I get a total <laughs> of a five. And I and that makes a lot of noise, right? An ACR going off. Yeah. So so you and you know bullets hit the ground all around you. And Jadis and Tassan, you guys are like what? Oh, there's right. round what? shots and shots. These are the first shots you hear. So the initial response is what? Did I hear something? And then over by Ruben, this thing comes lunging at you, right? Ah! And there are a couple, and you don't hear it coming. <laughs> something just comes like flying out of the darkness straight at you. Ooh, I rolled a 10. Where is his? And does he have the ACR? Who? Because uh, oh, Ruben. Ruben. Watch. We both do. I had a crossbow. So I would have have? given the ACR to one of our other NPCs just so we had more firepower on the perimeter. Okay. So I w- should I roll to determine if it was... I guess it doesn't matter at this point. The one on your watch, right? With you. Yeah. Yeah. It, the, the people on watch with you guys are just random people from the crowd. Quick question. Yeah. Does the damage we sustained in the crash is it still with us? Oh, that is a good question, and I actually meant to look that up. We did a, it. We did it a healing is in the roll. game. It, it takes days to heal damage, so oh. it, every day um, you get back a certain amount from sleeping, which we haven't. Done we yet. haven't done yet, so, so we're okay. still fully damaged. Oh, okay. well, <coughs> this is something I forgot. The doctor has some med stuff he can get to in the cargo bay hold. It's a, you know, just medicines and various things aren't hardcore, but he's a surgeon, so he can provide some assistance to help you guys out. So everybody roll a D6, and he was able to maybe better set a dislocated shoulder or something, and just get those points back. I'm just, I'm just doing a quick hand wave there because yep. I forgot to, to yep. adjudicate that earlier. Yep. So I rolled a 10 plus 2 to hit you, so I rolled a 12 to hit. So that's going to be, ace the target number, so that's a four point shift every point of uh, not shift every effect you get is an extra point of damage of course armor does apply now you you guys are able to get all of your gear out so i'm assuming you put on the best gear you have for this yes right so whatever your best armor you've got on is what you have that on you're not without that tech level 10 cloth with plus eight protection cool so um so this thing what it does is it jumps at you and it kind of sort of grabs you with these longer arms not a grapple it's it's more like a temporary i'm hanging on to you and its tail comes flipping over its back and just slams into your your body and here's the d6 of damage it does 
So five damage yep. plus four. Boom. And it's got an AP of two. So how do I calculate? So our, our AP is armor piercing. So you take you take the ten. Uh, five plus four is nine. Mm-hmm. Minus, minus so your armor, which is eight. eight so but I it has an AP of two, so your armor is reduced by two points. Okay. So you have armor of six, so three points get through. So nine minus six is three. And the six comes from taking your eight minus the AP, which is two. Gotcha. And I can pull that off my endurance? endurance yeah, it starts with endurance. Okay. So that guy comes at you. Um, another one comes over back at Kane, the one he was shooting at. And just so the audience is aware, my endurance is seven. Now it's down to four. Ooh. So, yes, that will help. So you, you die behind cover, and it's all happening at the same time. You're shooting, and it lunges up in the air at you, and you die behind a tree, and it's clawing at this tree. I rolled a six. Plus two is going to be eight, but I'm going to get minus two for being in the cover. So you kind of maybe it scratches across your armor, and it goes sliding past you and hits the deck. The other one... I rolled a 10 plus 12 to hit the other guy, and these people don't have armor with you. So he gets hit for four points of shift. Oh. I only rolled a one on a d6. So he gets hit for five points of damage. So this guy gets, he's like, psh, he gets stabbed. Are they seven, seven, sevens? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And another guy is five, six, seven, eight, nine to hit. So he's going to take one effect, I keep, which I keep calling shifts for some reason. Plus one. I'm really, really. Good for you guys. <laughs> yeah, we, we thank you. So we two thank you, Mason. I'm very happy at this point. And these guys are, ow! The Wilhelm scream, whatever. <laughs> Getting stabbed. Um, now it's uh, Ruben's turn. Would he... He's first in initiative. I was surprised you, in the first... You still go the first I, round? Can I have my NPC okay. also at the same time I went? I yes. To do that. Yes. So he's going to shoot the body pistol and there, and there I are, gave him. Each, there's two two attacking you guys. Yeah, I gave my NPC my... I had two extra body pistols, so I assume each NPC would have a body pistol. Sure, sure. Well, his so, NPC's got the ACR. That's true. Yeah. So he shoots a body pistol. He gets a seven with a plus zero, so he misses. All right. And Actually, so, no, we can take an aim as a minor action and then do it if that's okay. Yeah, that's okay, fine. Okay, perfect. So he hits exactly, does two dice of damage to one of them, does six points of damage. Boom, so you nail him pretty hard. Yep. So the thing kind of hits the ground, dives at him, hits the ground, and rolls a little bit, and it looks pretty wounded. Uh, Ruben? So my guy rolls a nine. So nine plus your oh, your NPC? Yes. So you got a effective one, because it's a target number. Mm-hmm. So you got a one, and roll the two. Was the damage for the pistol? Yes. What, what, this what, is the ACR. Oh, what's the damage for the ACR? I do not know. 3d6. Three. 3d6. Three. Three Plus three, I rolled a... Oh, that's not very good. An Six eight plus three. And, and actually, with the ACR, it's got some special abilities, and so I would presume that your NPC would be using, um, let's see, probably a full auto, so you get three attacks. What do you think? I would think I would we'd think want it set for as much damage as right. possible on watch. Yeah, I think I think every when you do full auto, you make three attacks, but every attack uses three bullets or whatever the auto. It, it uses is. three bullets, and you can't use the aim. That's fine. Don't you yeah. do you do extra damage or you just do that? Yeah, I'll read it right now. So single attacks are made using the normal combat rolls, which is what I did. Burst add the auto score to damage. So on the burst, you can actually add your auto score. So this gun has an auto score of three, so you would just add three points to damage. Full auto, as Stan mentioned, make a number of attacks equal to the auto modifier. They can be made against separate targets as long as they're within six meters of each other. Full auto uses a number of rounds equal to three times the auto score. So that would be nine bullets and you would gotcha. full auto. Oh, so burst is the one that does extra damage. Yeah. Okay, so if you want to do burst, you would roll for every attack. 
I'm, I'm sorry, if you want to do auto, you roll for every attack. But, I mean, mathematically, that's your greater damage potential. And also, if you use the auto trait, so if you use burst or full auto, you cannot use the scope. Mm, good point. So, your first one, you rolled a six and two ones for an eight. And what was your effect on that one? You said a one. You rolled a nine right to hit. Yeah. So, you got nine damage on that guy. Mm-hmm. So, that was the first one. Yeah. So, that's nine. Okay. So, minus nine. So, does he is he doing full auto? Yes. So, make another attack roll. Eight. So he got eight, so no effect, no effect, but roll damage again. Okay, that's... Five, six, eight. seven, eight. So eight more. So this thing comes comes at this guy, and he just, just mows him down. Awesome. And the, and the creature just gets splayed out, and it's dead. Good job, brother. And, he's, and he, his eyes are really wide, but there's also like a hint of determination. You're a natural, man. Behind. You're a natural soldier. All right, so what about you? Because Reuben hasn't attacked yet, right? Right. Sorry, so what's Reuben doing? So, the one that was attacking me is down, right? Uh, no, that guy killed the one that was attacking him. Oh, there's one attacking there's, him, there's one, there's one attacking me. You, yeah. Okay, gotcha. So, I'm counterattacking on the one that's that was on me. Okay. Um, he's too close. He's in melee range, right? He's too close for crossbow. No, you could use crossbow. We're doing a narrative kind of combat. So, he, he dove at you, so dabbed you, and you kind of threw him off. push him off. Of him off yeah, he, maybe he's crossbow. five, okay. six feet from you. You could shoot him, yeah. So, I am crossbowing him. So, I rolled a seven. Mm-hmm. My archaic combat combat skill is two, so that's a nine. And then dex. And then dex is a zero, so nine. So a nine, so you get effect of one, so mm-hmm. roll damage. And damage for my crossbow is 3d minus three. So I rolled an 11 minus three, eight. Plus one for your effect, right? Plus one for the effect. So nine damage? Nine damage. Right, so this thing gets hit with his crossbow bolts in its side um, at Kane where we went so now we're back to the top of the order at this point the whole camp has heard gunfire mm-hmm. and maybe one or two of the, the two NPCs screaming in terror and everyone's up so you guys will be a part of this combat realm so Kane's first at 10 and then Tassan you're on deck at 10 I'm assuming that the creature that's on me we're now in 2 meter range which means I'm now in melee range so I can't use a rifle in close combat, I can only use a melee weapon in melee range, right? Correct. Okay, perfect. So I'm going to switch to my rapier, and I pull out my rapier, and I'm going to try and run it through. Because you don't have that limitation in your crossbow, right? Uh, any, Correct. Any two-handed weapon, only a one-handed weapon can be used in melee. So if those crossbow's two-handed, then you have, you have mm. to switch. Mm. All right. Well, I, I don't want to retcon it, but... Okay. That's okay, so I'm going to go ahead and stab it. I get a 10 with my nice. blade, plus 2 is a 12. So that's a 4 so shift. by 4. Effects, effects, not shifts. Ah. Yep. <laughs> so then the damage... Not I know. He takes... <laughs> he takes 8 points of damage total with my shifts. Effects. <laughs> now, now John's doing it. <laughs> that's my fault. That's my fault. So 8 points of damage? Yeah, as I stab him through with my rapier. Okay. All right. Next up is Tassan. All right, so uh, Dasan slips his hands into his uh, trench coat, comes out with his stun fist uh, gloves on, right? Uh-huh. Um, and then uh, he uh, goes and uh, I assume we have, like, some of the uh, crates out, like, that the weapons were in, right? Like, some of the storage lockers or, like, the... Yeah, they, yeah, they were brought out and some people got yeah, some Yeah, I'll go hide behind one of those. Them. Okay. Okay. Cool. <laughs> well done, <Tassan. laughs> Amazing. So next up is Ruben at seven. Oh, I forgot my guy. Oh, go for it. My go buddy. for it. Yeah, roll him up. Roll him so up. So he's got a body pistol, so he can shoot in close range. 
So he's gonna shoot. Oh, that. his guy didn't attack him. Uh huh. Did no, he, NPC. You can use a pistol. It's a oh, right. He has a pistol, weapon, so he Hit. can use it. In close Ruben's range. NPC has the rifle. Right. Yeah. So he's gonna go ahead and shoot at point blank range. He already shot the one last turn. He's gonna shoot it again and okay. hit it. And this time he hits it again. Ooh, nice. So eight. eight. So he does two dice of damage. To the body. He does ten points of damage with the body pistol. Yeah. Nice. So how much points? Ten. So that creature is now also dead. Nice. I realized I wasn't talking to the microphone. Boom. So two creatures dead, two more going. And neither one of the creatures remaining, obviously you don't know what the other guy's creature's doing, but they are not slowing down at all. There okay. seems to be no concern that they're a lone animal or wounded. Hmm. Okay. It's, it's a berserker creatures. It, I mean, a berserker rage is a good description, but it's an animal, so you don't know if it's an intentional thing or just a characteristic. But it's, it's just crazy. So that was Reuben. I'm sorry, that was Kane's NPC. Reuben, you're in melee with the with the creature, so you actually can't use your crossbow. Uh, it is a close range. Turn. I am biting him. Ooh. Nice. You're at a... That's why we, we call him the nice. Guys, that's why we call him the Ripper. Uh-huh. <laughs> I thought that was for his, was for his gas. So, nine. <laughs> that too. But the primary reason is the biting. The gas right. is purely secondary. All right, what's your... Dex, you add Dex to that as well. So, Dex is zero. So, that's a nine. And then um, that's... What is that? Melee bite or something? Yeah, it's called uh, uh, melee natural. Yeah. Right. So or all, all natural. All natural. <laughs> so get? nine. So you got uh, one point of effect. Mm-hmm. Not shit. I got it. All right. So roll your damage for your bike. One d plus one. Four plus one. Five. Five points. So he is seriously wounded, but he's not down. And he tastes kind of good that, too. Does that include your shift? Actually, you get one more because your shift. Yeah, he rolled a, yeah. a four on a d six. Right, but he gets his. his it's one d plus one. Plus his shift. Oh, you're right. So oh, he actually so did six. six points. Effect, effect. Yeah, you're welcome. I've ruined, I've ruined, I've ruined John because yeah. I said if, I said shift for so long. Uh, nine plus five is fourteen. So he's taking fourteen hits. He's, it's moving a little slower. Little, it's limping. One of its legs is doing that thing where animals kind of hike it up. Mm-hmm. But it is not at all less aggressive. Can I ask a critical question? Only if it's critical. How did it taste? <laughs> I am actually going to describe it. It's kind of delicious. <laughs> so the flavor. It's just a creature, but it seems oily and kind of to the point of being slippery. Like you bite into it, and it, as oh. you bite into it, it kind of keeps sliding until your teeth actually puncture in. It's like a nasty Italian <laughs> It's It's bad fish. Oh, gross. But that's kind of the texture you get there. Yeah. Um, so you, well, Ruben's done, Kane's done. So Tassan and Jadis, you guys were asleep, so your NPCs are just in the chaos yep. and everybody freaking okay, right. out and, yep. and hunkering down. Um, Jadis, you're up. What are you going to do? I'm going to shoot the creature that attacked Ruben. I'm very concerned about Ruben's survivability with... Well, is it still, like, in your mouth? Because I don't want to hit you. <laughs> no, no. No, he, he, it's just like, when you like bite no. down and then it... Yeah, yeah. sandwich. Okay. So, <laughs> so, makes sense the dog's biting the Jadis cat. Jadis runs really off does. towards the, the sound of <laughs> combat where he's heard Ruben growling in his, yeah. his harcoon way. Yeah. And so you come running up close enough and you can see this happening. Okay. So I'm going to use my body pistol. Just don't roll snake eyes because you don't want to shoot Ruben. No. Snake eyes! Because I don't want you to shoot Ruben. That could have been better scripted. No, totally. Uh, what gun are you using your body pistol? 
picture of the snake eyes. Jaden, oh, was wow. that your body pistol? That was my yes, body it pistol. Was. Mm, hopefully he rolls the same again. <laughs> or my disembodied pistol. I cannot pistol. believe that it actually Harcoon happened. hurt. I think it's funny because we said it. Man. So, oh, man. roll... <laughs> no Just boxcars. Roll your roll your damage. Okay. Roll low. Roll the same yeah. thing. Roll two roll ones low. again. Roll low. That's good. Oh, five okay. damage. Five but plus one. Nothing because his armor. Or just straight armor. up two down. Yeah. Well, the, wait. And so I did the body guys. So I fail. There's no effect, right? But this is just this is it just two D? For the yeah, okay, cool. Two D. So you take five damage, but armor counts. Yes. So it's it bounces. Fine. Yeah. Woo. So who's shooting at me? You bite this thing, <laughs> and, you, and you hear Ah, Ruben, and just pink. <laughs> something hits you in the back, and now hey. now, you're, now you're biting greasy creatures and getting shot in the back. It's crazy. It's funny. So now <laughs> now Sorry, they Ruben, go. Don't take it personal. So the one the one on Ruben just turns around. It's like Ah, and just launches at you with a maddening fury. I rolled a nine on my die plus two is eleven, so that's a three point shift. So the math was eleven minus eight gives me three. Hey, just real quick, a mechanic thing for you. You can dodge, and you can also dive for cover. Yes. And they'll give you, they'll lower the shift. Effect. 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 <laughs> so what they do, actually, is the the net ga- gain is it lowers the effect. It applies, dodging applies a minus two modifier to um, the target's roll to hit you, but it also gives you minus two to your next action. Gotcha. Right. So you can dodge. Diving for cover, you give up your entire next turn, but you were, you could potentially dive completely out of the way. And that can only be used against ranged. Yeah. So you, if you want to okay. try to dodge, you can. Not as of now. Okay. So I rolled a five on my die, uh, and then I rolled the 11 to hit. So five plus three is eight. With the, So it's eight to eight because you have a, an armor of eight, mm-hmm. but it has an AP of two, so two points get through. Okay. Stan, so, did you have something you wanted to say? I was just going to ask if... Uh, is it giving a ranged attack? Because it's biting, right? So I don't know if you get. It's actually stabbing. These things are—they jump at you and they lash at you with their tail, and it's—it's okay. it's like a stab effect. Okay. Yeah. And as Ruben's finding out, they are puncturing armor. Mm. Okay. I just didn't know if that would be a, a, a dodgeable. You, know, you can a dodge you can, can dodge melee. you can yeah. dodge. diving for cover is only against range oh yeah. diving okay yeah, yeah. you can yeah. dodge anything cover. diving okay. is only ranged um, you can also parry if you have a however melee. dodging will make give the minus two on the next action as you pointed mm-hmm. out mm-hmm. so I, so the one attacking Kane I rolled a nine yeah I parry I'm gonna use my reaction to parry so they're minus three to hit me why minus three because oh you're pairing you're pairing so I have a blade skill so I rolled I rolled nine on the die yep. plus two for the skills eleven yep. so minus three is going to be eight so you have eight so it hit you but no effect no effect exactly. <laughs> and I rolled a six which is really bad but he has an AP of two AP I only of have two. four points of armor so okay. mine's only four so I have two points of armor mm-hmm. he did six points to me so I take four points of damage so I yes. have one point left of endurance? endurance okay. Yeah. Um, and that's all the creatures. I'd like to thank the doctor for giving us the meds before the fight. Thank you, doctor. <laughs> Otherwise, I'd be sleeping. <laughs> and, and, he, and he kind of, like, jokingly makes comments in that process. Oh, yeah, see, you can't afford me. <laughs> anyway, so, Kane, you're up. buy him. Okay, no. okay uh, I'm going to go and stab this thing with my rapier. So I'm going to take my... Can you aim with the melee weapon? Sure. Okay, cool. So I I'll, take I'll my... you can, and we'll, we'll look it up. And I roll. Nice roll. Oh, oh. I'm a good blade fighter. So that's I got a fourteen. Ooh, really 14. loud on top of the microphone. <laughs> yeah, so I hit him by six. Six. Oh, and as a side rule, if you ever get a positive six effect, it doesn't matter how much the armor is, you do minimum one point damage. I just did a positive six effect. So you, it does, it's not a plus one damage; it's just a minimum of one damage. And I did uh, seven plus six is thirteen points of damage. So the one Holy smokes. 
So you can describe how you kill this thing if you wish. Well, as he kind of charges towards me, I attempted to parry. Oh, it, so I, yeah. I immediately is. repose through his neck and just drive it all the way through. So when you go, when you shish kebab, when you go to parry him and you go to repost, you notice that there's a you hit the skin and for just a brief second it slides Ooh, and nice. then punctures him. Hmm. All right, yeah, kind of slippery skin. Uh, expanding on what happened with Ruben. So, I do not taste him, however. You're dumb. You don't. So next up is His NPC. Um, oh yeah, my NPC. Your NPC. Is and so left alive over here. No, I mean, but you guys can. We're narrative. So do you we wanna, see Ruben? You could do a double move to get to Ruben. So I'll have my NPC double. I had to aim and then repose. Yeah, yeah. So he's gonna double move over Ruben. So next turn he can help him. Cool. So this other, another guy comes over running next to Jadis, who's looking shocked. He shot Ruben. So he'll minor action, minor action move, and then other minor action aim. So next round I have a plus one. All right, that works. Good idea. Because you can do one major, one minor action, mm-hmm. or you can do three minor actions. Okay. So next up is Tassan. Okay, great. So is there one of the dead ones near me? No, you're you stayed in camp and hid behind boxes. Okay, I'm gonna like. Uh, did I see one of the ones that he killed or something like that? Yeah, you or can. I, like, no, actually, that is NPC killed that just left. Is there one? Yeah, you can run over there and grab. Okay, one. I, yeah, I'm gonna run over there and grab one and shock it. Okay, so you <laughs> run over and it's, it's laying there, um, which, which actually defibrillates the heart <laughs> and brings it back to life. <laughs> It actually Roll. stuns it. It doesn't shock it. <laughs> so when you pick it up, you actually you grab it and it kind of slides out of your hand. Okay. And you have a difficult time picking it up. Okay. All right. It doesn't matter. You keep shocking every time you grab it, but it's, right. you notice it's weirdly slippery. Okay. Um, Ruben, you're up. I'm loving Tassan in combat. Mode. All right. Uh, I'm hesitating to bite the oily thing again, but on the other hand, it was kind of like uh, like potato chips, you know. One salt and vinegar. It's kind of a pecan. Oilier. One bite's not enough. So bite away. Oh no. That's well, a six. You only need two points. Um. Let's see. So that's no modifiers on that. So that's six. So you miss. Yeah. You, you do go to bite him. You like, now. He's on all four. It's on all fours. Ruben's on all fours, and there's this weird animal fight going on. It's like a dog and a cat fighting on the ground, like size-wise. Anyway, so Ruben, you miss. You got an NPC. NPC goes. Just don't roll snake eyes. Eight. So, so he, he hits, and roll. Uh, you're, you're gonna. No matter what, you're gonna kill him. Only two hit points left over. Okay. So you're on the ground, snapping. It's it's wishing his tail, and it gets pop 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 pop, and gets jacked. So, things calm down. Um, in the middle of combat, like, you know, you, you get your radio and stuff. When that dies, when he dies, someone goes, Hey, the radio's not fuzzy anymore. Ooh. Uh-huh. Wow, strange. I'm going to so walk over the creature and put the radio around the body. Maybe they an electromagnetic field Nothing that the disturbs okay. the communications signal. Maybe so. Does anybody have any kind of xenobiology or any knowledge of these kinds of creatures? Yeah, I don't. No, not at all. Hey, you know those things were really slippery. <laughs> See all my gloves? See the like the blood when I hit one? It was when I had one. It, uh, yeah, you it was, them? yeah. I mean, what's well? Yeah, that's, I stunned this one. Wow, that's impressive. Wait, but that's yeah. the one. My wait, that's got two body pistol bullets through it. Well, I think it was twitching is, or something. Does anybody a, want? Are you asking someone to examine yeah, the creature? Yeah, I'm asking the rest of the group. So that yeah. would just be also, a science check. Okay, cool. education. Uh, it takes an hour. You need an eight target number. I do have I a science skill. Keith Darwin yeah. would be good at this. So. Um, what's your science? Do you have a specialty or just science zero? Oh, I have science zero. I don't think I picked a specialty yet. So you I have a science zero. Okay, so I have a science zero. Okay, cool. So do I. Um, so then a science zero would be just no negative modifier. Add your education. You need a target number of eight. And there's multiple creatures, so you both can work on your own creature. I got an eight exactly. All right. So an hour later, Ruben 
has basically unleashed his harpoon fury on this guy that <laughs> he fought and realized he didn't learn anything. <laughs> Tassan, it's a what, cat. <laughs> what you actually find out is you look at it and you think this is interesting. There's some weird things going on here, and the doctor's kind of got some equipment you can help, like test right. blood and stuff like that. And over this hour, you come to realize that this creature does not biologically line up with any of the life forms on the planet. Oh, like you, okay. you, you, you maybe catch another rodent because it looks rodent-like, and right, its, right. its DNA is just different, hmm. fundamentally. Okay. So it's, right. it's obviously alien to this planet. You also notice that it looks like it's been modified genetically, specifically okay. opt, and you assume it's optimized to attack. Like the based on the genetic coding and stuff on the doctor there, it looks like the tail is not a standard. Equip, a standard issue equipment for this creature, if you okay, will. Okay, all right. So this yeah. thing could be genetically spliced or modified. No, it is genetically spliced. Like this is not. This creature has been heavily modified. The, oh wow! And the bony spike that's on the end of a tail, it's very hard and comes a very sharp point, and it's it strikes it as a type of weapon that would be ideal for puncturing armor or thick armoring. That doesn't mean combat armor people wearing just. Animal armor, any right. armor in general, it seems like it's right. Yeah, it has combination with the, the muscular in the tail and the the amount of force per square inch and the stiffness. Like you actually actively try to break the tip of the thing, it won't break. Oh, okay, it's okay. super hard. You also notice that the hide exudes some kind of substance that makes it hard to grasp. It helps it deflect melee weapons, which is things like you guys were encountering. It's also extremely acid resistant. Hmm. And there's a structure in the brain, the brain, the cranium, that allows it to interfere with radio signals at short distances. Wow. Mm, okay. However, it also makes them vulnerable to sonic attacks. Ah, okay. If you were so clever. Or have, to figure figure that out. Or have anything to make a sonic Didn't attack about it. The doctor, Keith, makes a comment that this is really strange that this is an alien species as genetically modified as this. I would agree. Some, some greater power has somehow modified this. And I quietly, to him and the doctor, say, is there any signatures in the genetic engineering? Like, is there some way you can tell where it came from or the lab or anything like that? No. I mean, you could maybe try to figure out if it was modified with native genes. Yeah. What but make, that's about as far as I could go. But that would take time. Well, and what makes me nervous is the Imperium has made this planet off limits. Oh, no. Amber's not off limits. It's just go at your own risk. Okay. Like, you can go. It's not illegal. It's just dangerous. So stupid people come visit. Or, or uh, avid which, crazy hunters or outdoors. Oh, men. Oh, which right. would make it the perfect place for a, a renegade genetic lab to come and set up exactly. uh, and build yeah. war war rats and or war cats yep. to come. Yeah. So, Interesting. Uh, do you do you tell Tassan that theory? Do you, mean, do you actually vocalize yeah, that? Theory? I do actually. I say that okay, to the, okay. group, yeah. so, to the doc. Uh, I'm speaking to the surgeon, but okay. Tassan's in the group. Hearing that, I'll I'll do a search real quick. I'm gonna I, I want to cross reference. Yance, the planet we're on, and Glaxon Megacorp, which is who he just came from, who was into cybergenetics and stuff like that. Um, so that kind of data will require a connection to some kind of internet okay. setup okay. network, and this planet doesn't have any. Oh, okay. Right. Right. You mean you right. have some basic data, but doing right. that kind of cross-reference, you just need a, the internet, basically. Do I know anything from We're going to build at, one. At, <laughs> we're gonna build, I'm going to build the internet here on Yance. <laughs> Off um, the top of your head, nothing, that doesn't okay. sound... I mean, I was only there for four years, right? Yeah. So, yeah. And you were in IT. Right, right. So... Nothing you did in IT would tell you, oh, this is what they do. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah, but I think that is where we're going to end what? on the big question of dun, dun, dun. why these are here and who's made them. Who made them, I wonder. Mm. 
Who let the cats out? So, (laughs) but that wraps up episode three. So, thanks for listening. Thank you, everybody. everybody. All right, traveler out. So, this has been a Dice Haven podcast. Learn more at dicehaven.com and please rate, like, and review us wherever you get your podcast. We really appreciate it. Any background music and ambient sounds you hear are provided by tabletopaudio.com, with the exception of our intro music, which is stock media provided by Pond5. Thanks for listening. <laughs>